How do you say? How do you say? Is it her? Say Hi, a podcast that shares the power of ordinary interactions and how small gestures can spark endless smiles and new connections. Today we're talking about small talk, but over like a really, really, really long time. (laughs) Hi, I'm Maggie. Before we started recording this episode, Caitlin said she thought I was someone who was pretty good at small talk, which surprised me. In reality, I'm faking it. When I'm, for example, at a dinner table at a wedding where I don't know a lot of people, I just pretend to be someone who's social and outgoing. In my mind, I'm like, well, I got to be here. So I just put on a smile and start asking questions. Hey, it's Caitlin. When it comes to the quick wit and offhanded hellos, I'm a pro. But then when it goes to the diving deeper part without actually getting deep, I sometimes come up completely blank. Let's start with what we mean by small talk for a really long time. When and where might this happen? A few places I can think of, for example, is at a wedding or a work dinner or retreat. When you're a plus one for a dinner or a party where it's like friends of friends and maybe you don't know anyone that well. Yeah, I feel like it's basically any place where you choose to be there, but you have to sit in one spot for like an unknown amount of time and you can't just like move around and bounce to the next thing. It's like, okay, I am sitting here with these few people around me for like an entire dinner. I'm sweating already. (laughs) (laughs) There's no like, all right, nice to see you. Going to go grab a drink. Exactly. Yeah. No quick dad jokes that either fail or succeed. And then you can kind of walk away like, well, I did something. Okay. (laughs) Maggie, in your intro, you said you're pretending. But I want to tell you that like there's a weird shift that happens from pretending to becoming and you have become girl like you are good at this when I if I were at a wedding right now I would be like oh please let me be at Maggie's table so that she can like basically lead and head this conversation and uh it's it's going to be easy flowing this is like truly blowing my mind because I, <laughs> I I genuinely do not think I'm someone who's good at this and I'm always like admiring people who are good at questions or can keep the conversation going and I guess I've never stopped to think about how other people see me because in my mind I'm like you know just just ask a question just like pretend to be interested like you can get through this when really like I'm I'm getting the conversation going yeah like you're doing it like I I see you kind of like work a room at a party and you're so good at like diving in and just simply listening and being like I'm here right now and I'm listening to this story and I think that's something that you're really good at and like you're really present with Something I've been working on, and I I guess I've just become more conscious to it, but I think it's maybe been kind of growing over the last couple of years is is focusing on being in the moment. This is what's happening now, so I'm going to make the most of it. So for example, if someone's like telling me a story, rather than being like, okay, what should I say next? Or what should my question? Or, you know, oh, this is, you know, I've heard this before. It's not that exciting. Instead, I'll just like actually listen and be like, this is what I'm doing right now. I'm with this person. They're Mm -hmm. sharing something. I'm going to make the most of it. And so I just kind of bring that into each of these experiences where like maybe I didn't choose to be at a table full of strangers or there could be something more fun to be doing, but that's not an option. What is happening in front of me right now is what's going on. So I'm going to make the most of it. 
gosh, yeah, definitely something I need to work on. <laughs> um, I even think about it like with us recording this podcast, like sometimes it's really easy to just get in the mindset of, okay, the other person is speaking right now. Let me just zone into myself and think about what I'm talking about next. But that leads to missed opportunities all the time. And for someone like myself, who is very quick, like I'm ready to go to the next thing. I'm always moving and doing. And sometimes I get really impatient. And what you just said, you've said to me before, and it has stuck with me. And since then, I've kind of been able to be like, okay, Caitlin, pause. Like, even though you need to go do something, like be in this moment because ultimately you're going to have a better experience in that moment. And it's going to be like way more uh, enjoyable and better (laughs) than being like, this person's telling me a story. I could care about it. But right now all I'm thinking about is that my popsicle's melting. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I think it, it works in a lot of settings. Like we're, we're talking about specifically like an event or something or you don't know a lot of people, but this works really well at work. It works when you're dealing with your family. There's so many times where like it's, your brain is in a million places and there's something you might want to be doing. But if you just take a deep breath and like, this is what's happening now, not only will you probably enjoy it a little bit more, but then you also appear to be someone who's engaged, who's listening, who is a good listener. And we all want to be that kind of person. We want to be a good friend. We want to be someone who is good at small talk or something. And so if you just kind of lean into that, see that opportunity, it'll start to come a little more naturally. Well, I got to tell you, you've succeeded because you have us all fooled and I don't think any longer it's an act. You seriously, you are good at this. You are good at this. I appreciate that. I guess, I guess maybe like an act, isn't it? But I I do kind of consciously turn it on. We're like, I'm here now. I'm going to do this. Yeah. Let's start. Let's make some friends. It's like setting intentions. Yeah. I know I always come back to like fitness and things, but it's like going to the gym and just kind of like going from machine to machine, or it's like going to the gym. You're there for a purpose. You're getting it done. You're staying focused. You're really making like that mind body connection. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a similar concept to that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious, you said you're good at those kind of quick conversations, quick hello, like the the drive-by on the way to the bar or the (laughs) snack table or something. So what are your go-tos? Tell me about that. Activities. Immediately I go into some sort of activity. Um, The last two weddings I was at, I kind of sparked both of these happenings. One was like that heads-up game you play on your phone. Mm -hmm. I was like, hey, table, we're going to be sitting here for a long time because we're at the like table 12 (laughs) this wedding. So let's do something. Does anyone have that heads-up game on their phone? We played that. And it was a great way to really get everyone interacting. It took a lot of like personal pressure off because Mm -hmm. you weren't like trying to think of anything to come up with or any like smart answers to a question. So it was just like, all right, let's play this game. Um, another game I've played at tables and settings like that was like two truths and a lie, which is kind of fun, but definitely gauge your audience for that one. Um, you could also spice it up and make it kind of about the people getting married or about the hosts or the people, you know, Mm -hmm. and be like, okay, I have two like experiences that are true with them. And here's one thing that I just totally made up. So yeah, there's different ways that you can kind of have those activities and games, um, You can also do something that's maybe a little bit less of a game, but more of like an interesting question you pose to the table. Mm -hmm. So kind of like our last episode where it's nice to sometimes have like a quick, short, like two word introduction. It's similar to that where you could go around and say, all right, everybody, I was just 
heard on the radio the other day them talking about the new fashions of 2022. And it got me thinking like, if I were any fashion, what decade or era would I be? And you could kind of like ask one of those random questions to the people at the table. And I'm sure it's going to spark some interesting conversations. And there's got to be like ways that you can, you know, ask them why or like Mm -hmm. what articles from that time do you like? And those are really fun because there's no like right or wrong answer. You may start to see people have things in common and can chat about it, but it's not like you have to come up with like this brilliant like answer to the world's problems or whatever. It's really just kind of a fun chit chat. And one thing I like about that too is sometimes people feel put on the spot like, oh, I don't know, like what what are the decades? And so Mm -hmm. you kind of just answer the first thing that comes to mind, which is totally acceptable. But then you may realize later, like, actually, no, I feel like maybe I'm more like 80s than 90s. Bring it back up. Like if there's a little bit, you know what? I've been thinking about this since Caitlin brought it up a few minutes ago. And I'm going to have to say that the (laughs) 80s are actually better. And like, you know, I I need those colors or something. It's like each beer, you're a different era. (laughs) And then like people may have like, oh, you know, I've been thinking about that too. Or like kind of come back to things and it, Mm -hmm. it keeps it. And then you start to have like inside jokes with your new friends and and you don't have to be reaching for new ideas. You're just continuing this kind of fun, lighthearted conversation. I think to kind of top that off is you, like you said, your answer doesn't have to be like super well thought out. Say the first thing that comes to mind. You don't have to be the most creative at the table. You Mm -hmm. don't have to be the one with the most inspired answer. Like just say something, find a reason to back it up and move on. Like just being a part of that conversation is going to help everybody have a better time and just really like infuse with each other in in a quicker, more fun way. So I, of course, did a little research about this, which is a great tip too. If you're going to an event like this, Google like conversation starters or good questions to ask for some, mm-hmm. some fresh ideas. I did that. And there's an article I found on Medium by Josh Spector, and he shared um, some tips on being good at conversations. And he has all kinds of different ways of asking questions that spark conversations. So we talked already in our family gatherings episode about don't ask those yes or no questions or like, what have you been up to? But be specific. And some of my favorites that he mentioned were things like asking why, but then asking again. So you can be like, you know, why do you like being a doctor? And it's like, oh, I find it really fulfilling. Like, why, why do you find it fulfilling? Or kind of follow up in, in like a, the way a child would, like, why, why? Yeah. And it kind of gets them talking and you'll get to more like juicier stuff that way. Um, another thing to do is kind of ask a superlative, like a question in a superlative. So not just like, you know, what did you do on your vacation? But like, what was the most fun moment? Or what was the best meal you had when you were there? And kind of getting into something that, again, there's not really a right or wrong, but it makes them think like, hmm, what was the best meal I had? Yeah, it makes you want to spark a story versus mm-hmm. being like, oh, yeah, the food was really good. The pool was fun. It was great. But instead, you're like, ooh, okay, the best meal. All right, so one night, we got dressed up. We went out to yada yada. Yeah. We got these crazy people there, too, by the way. It <laughs> made the experience interesting. You know, like, you go into this way more in-depth story. Yeah, yeah. I think, too, I always get stumped when people say, like, what's your favorite book? Like, mm-hmm. that. It it changes all the time. But if you ask a question like, what's a book you read recently that really made you thought or or changed your mind about something? Or what's a podcast that really got you thinking about the world differently? And and kind of pose these like seemingly deep questions, but like usually it'll spark something a little interesting and and lead you somewhere else without really getting too personal or too, you know, too far. Yeah. Getting deep without getting personal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you take the flip side of that and you think about the questions that people generally ask you, capitalize on that. Help them out. Tap a player in. You know, say, 
yeah, this weekend I actually did some dog walking. Then I could go into saying something like, and a few months ago we did these agility classes and he absolutely loved them and helped build his confidence and it was super fun. You know, we recently took a break, but I think we might do something like that again. Do you have any dogs or pets? Mm -hmm. You know, you're kind of like answering, but then like segueing into why it's important to you, or maybe you're highlighting one of your passions. And all of those can kind of give them opportunities to ask them questions like, oh, where did you do that? That's mm-hmm. really cool. I have a dog. Would they even like that? Would they be good at it? What kind of stuff did you do? I think, you know, just trying to be a team player there's Yeah. I think too, it's important, if you, especially for the one kind of getting things started or guiding the conversation to, to try to include as many people as possible. Um, not everyone's going to want to volunteer, be a part of it, but make sure you're kind of looking around the whole table. And, um, if someone's kind of monopolizing, you can be like, you know, what was your name again? Like, did, do you have a dog? Did you want to share something and kind of bring them in so that, you know, it's not just a handful of people. Leading yeah. Everything. I know at one of the last weddings I attended, we started playing one of those two truths and a lie game. And it was a fun group of people. We were all about the same age. There was one person who, who was incredibly shy and you could tell that they felt like slightly uncomfortable. So when it got to them, they were kind of like, uh, I'm not sure. And I was like, Hey, it's okay. Don't worry about it. You could even say like your favorite food or, you know, I was trying to like give them some ideas, but then after a, just a few seconds of them feeling like, uh, I don't know if I want to do this, it's okay. We'll come back to you if you think of something, you know? So like they were included, but I was hoping and trying to relieve some of that pressure. Mm -hmm. So be aware of that too. Not everyone is going to participate in all these things. People will participate as they are comfortable to do so. And that's totally okay. That's another thing we mentioned in the family gatherings episode. Yeah. So if you if you want to hear more about that, mm-hmm. go back and listen to that. Yeah. So the inspiration of this episode actually came about because a couple weeks ago I had a friend text me and say, Caitlin, I'm freaking out. I'm on my way to a dinner right now with my leadership team and it's supposed to be just kind of like a casual thing. We're not talking about work. I don't know what to talk about then. Like, we've never had anything like this. What do I do? And, you know, I I told her some of those things. Like, when they ask you how your weekend was, like, go in in a little more detail. Like, she was doing something that she's really passionate about over the weekend. So tell them why and explain, like, why it's important to you. But also, another idea is to think that you're going to dinner with someone that you've always really wanted to meet in person. So you're kind of imagining like what it would be like to have the opportunity to go to dinner with this person and ask those questions you've always wanted to know or kind of like just put yourself into a different mindset of like, I'm so curious about this person. Like I want to talk with them. I want to hear their viewpoint on XYZ favorite TED talk and Mm -hmm. just like hear from them and like kind of have a conversation with them. And I think that idea kind of plays off of the same stimulus as smiling when you're talking on the phone like they don't know you're smiling yet they do know you're smiling Mm -hmm. so it's like you might go in initially and feel uninspired to have this kind of forced in-depth small talk but instead you're flipping your mindset and thinking I'm looking forward to this. I've always wanted to have small talk with this person. I want to be here. I want to enjoy this. It's a free company dinner. And not only that, I finally get to talk to Sharon about 
whatever, you know, and, and you can kind of then build a relationship together that might not have existed. And so then when things like this happen in the future at your job, you're able to already kind of have a foundation to play off of there. And you might work better with them in the future because you both found out that you absolutely love corgis, <laughs> you know, yeah. whatever it is. That is such a neat idea. Yeah. It's just like, Kind of, again, changing your mindset, deciding this is where I am. I'm going to make the most of it. I've always been excited to learn more about this person. Yeah. Or like, do. you know, that feeling, maybe you do, maybe you don't, but that feeling when you like go on a first date or you're like first chit chatting with a new friend mm-hmm. and you're like, oh my gosh, we have so much to talk about because you don't know anything about one another. This can be an opportunity to kind of have that excitement and be like, I don't know anything about this person. Like, this will be interesting. Let's mm-hmm. find something out and think about too, like what you might want to share, which is something you brought up uh, when we were talking about this episode, Maggie, is people oftentimes have a question they want to be asked. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a great thing. Um, this is also good for like job interviews and stuff, which maybe is another future episode, but something where like you, you know, what is something you've always wanted to be asked, but haven't, or what's something that you'd want to share that no one's asked you about. And even we've talked about this before, even like shy or reserved people who may not like to be in the spotlight still like to be asked about themselves, still have something they want to share that maybe no one's ever thought to ask. So if you're with a colleague and say, you know, what's something about your job that you you love, but you're never asked about. And that's a great way to, yeah. to learn more and, and dive a little deeper. Definitely. Yeah. And I think it's interesting too, when you start having these conversations, you're really like, getting more out of a person and understanding that they are more than just the accountant or Mm -hmm. more than just the, you know, friend of a friend. Like suddenly there's someone who's passionate about acrylic art Mm -hmm. (laughs) or, you know, they have like these, these deeper passions. And a lot of times we go into those immediate questions of like, so what do you do for a living? Where maybe instead we could ask like, what's your favorite pastime on the weekends? Or like, do you, do you have any sort of like unique hobbies or it doesn't even have to be unique. Do you have any hobbies or like artistic expressions that you like to do? And I would say something like, yeah, I paint these insane pictures of my dog. Because <laughs> I don't know what else. You know. We're going to have to share some of those I'll on Instagram now. <laughs> yeah, check us out on Instagram, how to say hi pod. And you will see Rocco Taco Tuesday, Sutterheim Jackson pictures and, uh, they're laughable. They're great. There's something. It's hard. <laughs> Another question I like is asking people if they've learned something recently or Ooh. what's the favorite, you know, a favorite thing they learned. And, and that sometimes sparks something that they heard in the news or learned on a podcast or like even just in their job. They're like, you know what? There's a shortcut for this thing that I've been doing the hard way for years yeah. and it's made my life easier. Yeah. So ask, ask them what they've learned recently. Yeah. I think uh, mine would be to just be happy listening to someone's story and not mm-hmm. think about moving on to the next thing. Yeah. I think that's so important. Yeah. Well, cool. Let's jump into recap. We've kind of thrown a lot of ideas out there and we want to make sure that you have a tactical list of things that you can do the next time you go into some sort of event where small talk becomes very, very long talk without getting too personal. Great. All right. I'll start us off. The first one would be to choose to have a good time. Shake off those nerves, kind of put yourself in the mindset, and just decide to be someone who's going to have a great time at this event. 
I think that's my absolute favorite takeaway. Like, let's just put Are we done there? big no. emphasis on that. Like, choose to have a good time. Like, how powerful is that? Like, choose to listen to a story. Choose to have a good time. Choose to be, like, integrated and involved. I just, I think that is such a powerful mindset to, to walk away with. All right, what do we have next? Prepare for the small talk questions with more in-depth or interesting answers. So you know you'll be asked, what do you do? How you been? What have you did this weekend? Have some ideas ready. Love it. Embrace your inner child and ask why. A lot of times people are going to start with a really high level answer to your question, but it's likely that they do have some passion in that answer. It's just your job to uncover it and bring it to the front. Bonus. Pretend you're with someone you find fascinating. You want to know about them. You want to have this conversation. Again, this flips back to number one. Choose to have a good time. Shake off those nerves. Choose not to be someone who feels anxious in those scenarios. It's not as easy as we make it sound, but Maggie is proof that if you (laughs) pretend enough, it will become an attribute that you totally rock in a grace. You can do it. And then when you do do it, let us know how it goes. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at howtosayhipod or email us your stories, your questions, your episode ideas, anything at all, even just a simple hello at howtosayhipod at gmail.com. And don't forget, I'll be posting some seriously brilliant artwork of Rocco on howtosayhipod Instagram. So prepare yourself. You should feel honored for that. Huge thanks to Brent McCormick for our podcast art and to the Wimps for all the music you hear on our podcast. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or rate us on Spotify. Tell a friend, tell a stranger. Chit chat us about us at your next not awkward group event Mm -hmm. where you're stuck in a seat for way longer than you thought you were going to (laughs) be. You can do it. You can do it. You're awesome. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. See y'all.